Before we begin, I'd like to announce that I'll be attending the 62nd Annual American Society of Dowsers National Convention June 8th through June 12th at Plymouth State University in Plymouth, New Hampshire. At the conference, I'll be teaching a past life workshop on June 8th, and I'll be a featured speaker on June the 10th. I will also be offering live one-on-one -on -one Akashic dowsing sessions at their wellness center, and Vital Bioenergetics co-op members will be offering their products at a booth in the vendor area. For more information and to reserve your spot at this exciting event, please visit www.dowsers.org. And now for today's podcast. Welcome to High Vibes with your host, Bill G. At High Vibes, we're looking into what it means to be a fourth dimensional being in an ever-changing world. We hope that by listening to our podcast, you can feel a greater sense of peace and connection as we collectively raise our energetic vibration to the next level. And now for today's podcast. Hello and welcome to High Vibes. I'm Bill G and I'm here today with our lovely uh, co-members of our co-op at Vital Bioenergetics. We have Jody Crotty and then we also hello. have uh, Jamie Westrom. And uh, so say hello guys and welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the show. No. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So today's topic I would like to hit on today. Over the last few episodes, um, I've been kind of hinting at and talking about a little bit about what it means to go through a healing process. And, you know, because there's a lot of miscommunication or misinformation about there about the healing process. Some people are like, okay, if I just sit down and meditate a lot, and then, you know, then I'm, I'll just be healed and then everything will be cool. And, you know, we can, we can kind of fast track this. And um, anybody who's actually gone through a healing process understands that this is absolutely not the case, that when you are going through a healing process, you are often facing your shadow self, you are facing your, your darkest, deepest nightmare self, and you have to bring that into conscious awareness, you have to face it, you have to then have tea with it, like in journey, you, you have tea with your, with your masters or whatever, with your teachers, and then they kill you a few times. And then, and then, you, and then, and then eventually at the end of that, you are feeling a whole lot better. So what I wanted to talk about with you guys today is maybe some experiences that you have about this process, this healing process, because we want to encourage people out there who are listening to the podcast. Hey, I would like to go through a healing process or I, you know, I got things that are kind of stuck in me and I don't want to, I don't know what to do with them. I want to heal, but what can I expect? What I, is it going to be, you know, all sunshine and rainbows and, and, and unicorns, or is this going to be some deep, dark work that I really need to be doing? And I'm going to feel a lot better at the end of it, but what do I have to look forward in the short term? So who wants to start? Well, just the other day uh, I had, somebody that was getting ready to embark on a detox. And I brought up the notion of Herxing or Herxheimer reaction. And the person had never heard of that. 
and really hadn't heard of the concept that when you're detoxing, you could feel worse before you feel better. And it's funny because we've been in this world so long, some of these terms and ideas just seem as basic as the alphabet to us, but some people are really hearing these things for the first time. And so I think it's really smart of you to bring up, you know, this idea about what, what does the healing process really look like and how long should it take and and what does it feel like and what's, you know. So why don't you go in a little bit more detail about the Herxmer describe that process for us. So somebody is, is uh, going to be detoxing. What are they, what are they taking from you to, to go through this detox process? Well, the, you know, it can be, it can be a specific detoxification supplement, or it could be somebody's fasting, or it could be somebody, somebody's just, you know, starts a new workout program and their body's releasing some things, or they're doing emotional work. They're doing this shadow work that you're talking about. It, but you herx when your body is unable to get out the toxins that it's releasing. So you, it's trying to clear the toxins and they're not getting out fast enough. And so you start, you know, you feel sick before, <laughs> before you feel better. Um, that's, that's basically the short of it. Yeah. Uh, how, how bad can herxing feel for somebody? I mean, you say feeling sick. I mean, what, what, are, what, what kind of symptoms are we talking about? Well, nausea headaches, diarrhea, vomiting, um, fever, all of, you know, the typical things that you would feel if you were like had the flu basically. And this is a sign that you're going too fast with your healing process. And a lot of people, if that happens to them and they're not going at the right pace, they get frustrated and then they don't continue their protocol. Um, and then they don't get to the the final destination, which is where they really want to get to. So how long does the herxing process usually take? That's a good question. I honestly haven't, I'm trying to think if I've ever experienced anything like that, but typically you can come out of it fairly quickly within a 24 hour period. If you just start hydrating yourself and, you know, kind of halt your detox process and, you know, eat fresh fruits and vegetables and get plenty of rest but ideally you're working with a practitioner, you know, enough to go at the right speed so that your detox is slow and gentle and that, that sort of thing doesn't happen. Yeah. When, when Nina's doing, she had a pro, she has a protocol for um, dealing with uh, uh, Lyme's disease and when, uh, and it usually involves a, a, a set of herbs and whatever, and the, the herxing process is, is quite real and she's actually had a number of clients who she was working with <clears throat> who started that herxing process. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I don't want to be feeling sick anymore. And so they stop the process and then they end up being sick again. Yep. Whereas the people who are actually were had the self-discipline enough to go through that process. And it really depends on the, the illness. What, what are you herxing? What are you detoxing? Right. The more toxic you are, I mean, if you're dealing with something like Lyme or cancer and things of that nature, you're really dumping a big toxic load and you want that right. stuff out. Um, right, exactly, yes. So you can either push through it if you get to that point. Yeah. <laughs> you take it slow and ramp up. Um, or if you're going through that, you know, you push through it. Right. And, 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 and yeah, and you're right. It really depends on, on what are you detoxing? If you're detoxing something like limes or hand or, or cancer or something like that, you want to make it aggressive and just be ready for it. 
mm-hmm. you know, plenty of liquid, plenty of water, vegetables, you know, you're fasting and whatever you follow your diet, you follow your, your uh, practitioner's instructions to the letter. And then at the other side of it, you are disease free. Uh, or you are at least you have reduced the um, the level of toxin in your body so that your body can then activate its own self healing ability. Jody, do you have a do you have a do you have a, a herxing story for us or something similar? Um, it's it's kind of a little different, actually. Uh, so as an animal communicator, we as humans are so devoted to our animals. So anytime that our animals are sick or detoxing our immediate concern goes for them. That being said, they're kind of working with us to notice those things that are within us. So it's almost as if you're working together in the same aspect of my pet is sick, but your pet is picking up something within you that is not. So there's a lot of, I, I, I want to probably say emotional detox, especially when it comes to grieving. Um, Grieving is the biggest that I've seen in my line of work that people really struggle with. They are not sure how to grieve the loss of an animal as to a human. It's it's so different. And and the, the fact that it's so overwhelming and scary that somebody could have this affection, these feelings, these emotions towards an animal. So I actually had a client just the other day who was, this was her first dog. She had never had any animals growing up. It was, this this dog was her child. So the dog passed away at a fairly young age. It was a smaller dog. She could not rationalize within herself why she was still grieving and grieving so heavily. So the animal was actually helping her from the other side energetically and intuitively to soothe her, to let her know that, hey, I'm on the other side, I'm okay. But it was almost like this boundary and this block that she, as the conscious mind, couldn't wrap her head around, if that makes sense. And so it's, it's, in my line of work, it's more of the emotional detoxing of if we have a a dog that's misbehaving or an anxious dog, why is that dog anxious? Well, nine times out of 10, it's usually the human that is anxious. And so the animal will sometimes mirror that. So it's, it's kind of a little different um, when thinking about the emotional detox, the emotional effect, opposed to the physical effects of like a detox. Absolutely. And even in my own work that we call that mirror work or, or, or Mm -hmm. the, or that life is your mirror. And oftentimes when you are going through some kind of uh, emotional turmoil or, or you're kind of lost in your life, it's going to reflect back to you in your family members It's going to reflect, reflect back to you in your work. Um, like if you're unhappy at a job, you'll all of a sudden find yourself on the outs with the boss and you're finding yourself that you are, you get a bad performance review and you're like, wait a second, I, I know this job and why am I getting such bad reviews? And it's because you're going through something, you are changing 
the job may no longer be a good fit for you because you're ready to move on to something else in your life. And so when people come to me with those kinds of complaints, we we do the Akashic dowsing and we, and we just usually discover you're just in the wrong job. You know, it may have been the right job five years ago or 10 years ago when you first took it, but right now it's just not the right job for you. You have moved on, you have grown beyond it. And because you're holding on to it, because you're so afraid to let go of that paycheck or you're let, so afraid to let go of the security that comes with having that job, it's getting worse and worse for you. And eventually it's gonna cause a breaking point where you're either going to get laid off, fired, or, or just something's going to happen to make that job so unbearable that you have to leave it. And then you have that, that piano or that, that catalyst moment that just makes it that much of a, um, a horrible experience. And when things are that bad, it's very easy for you to say, just say, all right, all right, I just need another job just like it, just to put me back to normal. And that wasn't what the universe was telling you at all. What the universe was telling you, no, no, you need to be out of that kind of line of work. You need to be doing something completely different. And so that's the, so that, yeah, that goes kind of along with that, that what I call the mirror of your, your world is reflecting back to you, the pain that you are feeling inside because you are growing, you are expanding. And, and if you're, if your world's not expanding with you, it, it tells you so. Well, and that's the, the important thing of our, our pets, whether they, you know, be a hamster or, you know, a horse or even the wild animals they're bringing our awareness to something within ourselves. Most people don't look at it that way. No. Um, they're like, there's just a squirrel who's driving me crazy because he's trying to get into the bird seed that I, I enjoy the birds. And, and so we try to rationalize it and all of these things. And so if looking at the animals as teachers, that they are teaching us something, they're teaching us how to evolve. They're teaching us because they come from a, a place of infinite love, of unconditional love. And Bill, I think we've said this before. They don't care if you go to the store in your pajamas. They are excited that you're excited to go to the store in your pajamas. However you want to do that, it really is about you evolving with the help of the animals they're teaching us they're teaching because they've mastered unconditional love why not learn from them because they've learned it okay cool that's awesome so that pet that's come into your life is helping you evolve they're showing you how amazing you are they are showing you that you are lovable that you are worthy of a second job if this job isn't i'm going to be here to support you so it's educating the the human world that the animals have been there doing this the entire time. So it, it really, it's my clients are like blown away when they find out, oh, so that's what he's been teaching me. Oh, mm -hmm. I get it now that I am worthy. I am deserving because it's reflected because we devote so much to our animals. So it kind of comes back. So that's a really good point. I've yeah. actually got a pretty cool uh, wild animal story real quick. And it's a, it's a short one. <laughs> In, in Vermont, we actually are required to compost. We were not allowed to put any of our compost out on the curb. And so I got myself a nice compost bin, you know, one of those closed things and whatever. And I got it out in the backyard and whatever. And 
at least four or five times that first year I headed out, the, the black, the neighborhood black bear would come along and just toss it because going after the food that was inside of it. And I was getting extremely frustrated because he was going after my compost. And so what I decided to do instead was I threw out the compost bin and we live right next to the woods. And so just inside the woods, I set up an open compost bin. And so I put in all of the um, the compost and it's in a big old pile. And now the, whenever the bear gets hungry, he just comes right over and sits down and he's, and he eats what he wants. And then he leaves the rest of it behind. He doesn't make a huge mess because where before he would toss a thing and throw all of the compost all over the lawn and I have to go out there and clean it up. Now he's very neat and he takes what he wants and, and, and then he goes on. And the lesson that was teaching me was one about giving, one about generosity and whatever, and, 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 and sharing my abundance. And so when I was keeping it enclosed like that with the idea that I'm keeping all this compost for myself or my garden or whatever, it was causing a block in energy with me and my environment. And, my, and then by opening it up, now... I'm more in harmony with my environment and I have more than enough compost that I, that I, that I need right now. So that's, uh, that's a good thing too, because I was always afraid that, oh, if he eats all my compost, I'm not going to have any compost. Now I've got an, I, I have more than enough and the bear gets to eat too. And thinking about all of the insects and the birds. And right. so it really is that ripple effect. So that bear definitely was showing you because of your generosity, look at how you can create the compost in your backyard. So it's, it's create everything all the way down to the mushrooms, to mm-hmm. the insects, to the birds, to then the bigger birds, and then the bigger birds, and then the predator. So you've created that chain. Right. So my question to you is how do you feel now that you did that? I, I feel great. Absolutely. I did that because when I was doing it before, I was feeling frustrated and angry. And what was reflecting back in my life is that was a time in my life when I was struggling so hard to hold on to my life and to have as much control over my life as I possibly can. I was, you know, extremely pissed off whenever the bear would come around. And since I was like, wait a second, I'm just going to let go here. I'm just going to put it out there and put out the buffet. Here's the buffet and have as much as you want and be just be sure to leave me enough so I can have what I need. And that's exactly what happened. There's this synergy that's happening. And that Mm -hmm. has reflected so much further in the rest of my life. This makes me think about um, bird feeders Mm -hmm. and like, are they necessary? Can you just throw the bird seed on the ground? Because when you have your seed in a bird feeder, there seems to be this struggle that ensues between it's like squirrels versus birds right <laughs> right so always trying to keep the squirrels out of the feeder and I like watching the squirrels too and why do they need to eat stuff out of a feeder can't you just toss it you know, we have bir- tons of birds in my backyard I'm in Florida yeah. and um they eat, when I spill it on the ground they eat off the ground so I feel like absolutely absolutely and so there's unnecessary Absolutely. And so it's, it's how we perceive it. What is it? What is that emotion that's coming up for us? Uh, That the animals are kind of bringing our wild animals tend to be very casual in their messages and more simplistic than our pets. 
because our, our pets are just so connected to us and we are so connected to them as to where animals are just like, throw it on the ground, totally do it. We're awesome with it. Very, very simple. And so it goes back to the connection and the emotion. What is it making you feel? What are you seeing when you do that? What do you know? Well, Jamie, you know, now it's a lot easier and you feel comforted knowing that there's not going to be a battle between the squirrels and the birds that you're just going to be able to everybody have at it. And that kind of probably gives you a sense of peace and calmness, knowing that you can still one, enjoy the birds, still two, enjoy the squirrels, but everybody is kind of in harmony. And so that is kind of the bigger message in that little tiny message. Uh, And the the bobcat gets to eat too. (laughs) Absolutely. So, and and again, they, you're feeding uh, the mushrooms, the insects, the bigger birds and, and things like that. And so you are doing that. And it's interesting, the symbolic of the bear, because I'm sure Bill, when you saw the bear, you're like, oh my gosh, this fear of this bear is coming so close. So here's again, another kind of a negative emotion that's coming up with you. So you took that step back because of the message from the bear to say, all right, what do I need to look at? That's I'm afraid of holding on too tight. And so that that's the message that the animals are always constantly, whether it be the humpback whales or the dolphins that we see, but there's that emotion that kind of comes out in us. And so the, the negative emotions or the, the shadow that we don't want to face, just like with you, you knew right away that I, w- I was afraid. I didn't want to let go. Some people with whatever soul contract that they have might have to kind of come back and learn that lesson again, if they're not learning it um, within this lifetime. So it's, everybody is different. So it's how we incorporate the experiences that are happening so we can have a, an amazing journey in this lifetime. So I was doing some reading before we all got together on, you know, the shadow self and exercises to deal with your shadow self. And when is it appropriate to start working on your shadow self and what it is? And because it's not really language I use in my emotional clearing with people. So I wanted to kind of get up to to speed with where you are, Bill, because I know you're, you've been working on this with people for a long time. So the whole animal thing is important to it because what, what you guys are talking about is an aspect of the shadow self, which is really looking at the, what messages in the world, your interactions with people or animals, what is that actually telling you about yourself and things, maybe darker things within yourself, traits that you don't care for. And those things stem back to childhood. That was sort of my understanding of it. So um, I'd love to hear a little bit, Bill, about how you use the Akashic Records to to work with the shadow self with people and um, uh, what that okay. looks like in your practice. Well, what it looks like is usually, I, well, I tell people right off the bat, we're, we're going to get some bad news here. <laughs> so don't expect... I mean, whatever you and the thing is, they're not not expecting good news. That's that's all the, the, the good thing too, because they they come to me because they've got a problem. You know, when we start the the session, we set an intention. What is our intention that we're going to be working on today? And that intention is usually something is not happening in my life. Something's not quite fitting. Uh, you know, my my business isn't doing so good. My my uh, my relationships aren't doing so good or whatever. So they know that there's a problem, but they can't quite 
put their finger on it. And so what we do with the Akashic dowsing is we use the charts to come up with some sort of pattern, some kind of story. And that is the pattern and story that is coming from the deep unconsciousness, from that high self that is really trying to tell you, hey, hey, you need to pay attention to this. And what I love about the time temple charts is that the with the time temple charts, we are looking at, all right, well, this is what you're doing. And it kind of gives a really great prognostication of what you are actually doing. And, and usually when people are re- see that, they're like, oh yeah, I am doing that, aren't I? And then we go to the red coordinate. And the wet, red coordinate is that higher vibration idea that's trying to work its way in. I call it the anchoring drama or the anchoring dharma or the anchoring distortion or the highest, most creative life path that's trying to work its way in. And then it's like, that is what you need to be paying attention to. It is on the periphery of your awareness. It is, it wants to come in and that's what you need to work on. And that's where the, your real work is. And then we do the clearing. We, we you know, we wave the pen, pendulum we, and we do a, a little meditation where we are bringing that into conscious awareness, not only in this moment, but every moment of your entire lifetime, way, way back, all the way to the present, all the way to through the future to bring that into conscious awareness. So that way you can then be aware of, oh, that, oh, I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing, oh my God, I've been doing this my whole life. I'm seeing that pattern now in my entire life. Oh my God, I was, why didn't I see that before? That was, I was such an idiot. <laughs> I, it was right there, right in front of me this whole freaking time. And, you know, don't beat yourself up about that because it's, it, it was on the periphery of your awareness. You were so caught up in your everyday life or your everyday pain that you weren't aware of it. Now you are aware of it. Now you have the power to change it. Now you can make a different decision than the one you would have made before, because now you have awareness. And that's how, you know, that's how it works in my, in, in my uh, practice when I'm working with people one-on-one. And so my, my whole goal is that we are going to do Uh, a few sessions together where we're going to really nail down exactly what it is that you are hiding from yourself or what is, what is it that's trying to bring in? So that way you don't need me anymore. So that way you'll be able to see it on your own and you don't need someone to wave a pendulum or, or do Akashic dowsing for you anymore, because now you are aware you are, you've got it. And (laughs) you can, you can figure this out on your own now. And that, that, that makes me so happy when, when I, when a client tells me, uh, I don't think I need to make any more appointments with you because that's great because I, I got it and 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 I I see it now and that's that makes me very very happy when that happens. So I um I do something very similar but in a completely different way. So it's just fascinating to hear how different practitioners take their different modalities and we're we're all kind of doing the same thing but with a different lens. So I've been doing emotional clearing work with people for the last ten years, but. I just recently introduced a Zyto scanner to my practice and I've been able to, it, it will show you through um, galvanic skin response, exactly what negative emotions are causing stress to your body. And I've been able to figure out how to find those in the teeth 
through the dental charts on the Zyto scanner. And then I just go one tooth at a time and you can muscle test the tooth. You can muscle test the organ and gland system that it's reflexing to, and it will tell you exactly the emotion. And you can either just specifically clear that negative emotion. Let's say it's grief or sadness or fear, whatever that specific emotion is. Or if the person's able to work with you to trace down where it's coming from, I can usually get, you know, the age that it, that came from, if it's a person or an event, maybe even specifically which person it is and direct them through a clearing. I use a directional clearing, um, sort of a native American style, but it is so fascinating to watch these emotions then clear on the Zyto scan. So for a decade, I was doing this work and my only feedback was from clients afterwards saying, oh my gosh, I feel so much lighter. I'm so much happier. Oh, I have this empty space now in my body that I can fill with good stuff that was filled with gunk before. Or, you know, I had tons of, you know, great positive feedback from clients, but now I'm actually able to see the improvement on the scanner and they're able to see it. And so I just said to somebody exactly what you said. And that is now that you've seen this, now that you see that anger is at the top of your list and you know you're angry, you can't unsee this. And now every time you start to feel this emotion, all you need to do is recognize it and acknowledge it and change your focus to one of love or joy. And then you just keep doing that over and over again until that's what your your brain gets out of that habit of feeling that negative emotion. Guys, wow, great conversation. So uh, let's close up by telling everybody how they can find you. I mean, if, if you've been listening to this thing and you and you hear all three of us here and you're like, wow, I need to connect with Jody. Oh no, I need to connect with Jamie. Oh, I need to connect with Bill. How do we people find you? My name is Jody Crotty. So you can find me at www.jodycrotty, J-O-D-Y-C-R-O-T-T-Y.com. That's my website. And I'm on Instagram under the same name as well and on Facebook. So it's just my name. So Jody Crotty, J-O-D-Y-C-R-O-T-T-Y. And I'm a certified soul level animal communicator. Jamie. Jamie Westrom. And my website is biofieldexpert.com. And you can find my phone number there and feel free to call me or text me with questions. Awesome. And of course, you can find me at vitalbioenergetics.com. Uh, my, you know, Bill, uh, William G, Bill G, whatever, however you want to call me. Um, you'll find my phone number there, my email address, and uh, you can text me, you can con- contact me. Also, in the on the website, we have a book online feature. So if you, you can sign up for a free 30-minute consult through the website, and if you just want to figure out whether or not Akashic dowsing is right for you. You can do that free of charge. Well, I'll talk to you for about a half an hour. And then uh, at that point, you book all your sessions online and uh, we are off to the races, just uh, getting it done. And that's what the most important thing of all. Uh, if you are on the fence right now about whether or not you are need to do the healing work, the answer is probably yes. I really did new, if, if, if you're stuck in your life, you don't know what the, what your next step is, or just thing, things in life are freaky scary, which they are <laughs> because we live in a freaky scary world because it is changing, that we're living in a constantly changing world. 
How do I fit into this? What do I need to do next? I'm not quite sure. Reach out to one of us and we will be more than happy to talk to you and help you on your healing journey because ultimately this is your journey. This isn't our journey. We've been through this journey before. This is your journey. You need to take charge of it. You need to take your power back. So thank you very both for being here today and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. For more information about Bill and Nina G, please go to www.vitalbioenergetics.com. See you next time.